Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 8. I'm Michael John Simpson. My co-caster, Ash Jones, and I started this podcast to give voice to our passions. This week, our guest is graphics and multimedia artist, club promoter, DJ, and creator of Bats Day in the Fun Park, Noah Corda. Ash had a scheduling conflict, so Noah and I sat down to discuss Growing Up Goth, Club Personas, The Origins of Bats Day in the Fun Park, LA Goth Clubs, Art Shows, Gallery 999, Media Mashups, The Evil Dead, Oculus, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mickey's Halloween Treat, and Parenthood. Here it is. Please enjoy Episode 8 of the Something Something Experience. Um, and uh, so it's really anything, um, just make you sure you direct your voice toward the mic. Yes! There you go. So, um, But... Uh, yeah, it's really just about okay. anything. I was I was interested to talk to you about like Bats Day and about whatever you want to talk about, about. your artwork. Sure. And about I mean, you and I have known each other since 1998. I think it's probably before that. No, I, I moved here in December. Then I guess that would so be it. it. Was so it'd be we were going to clubs together right. um, at the Probe, and uh, Andrew and I had a long talk. We talked a lot about the Probe last week and about how all the golf clubs used to be in gay right. bars because. Right. That was the only place That's you could it. go because they were yeah. just like, "Oh, you you got a group of people that are kind of ostracized and not misunderstood." Welcome, yeah, exactly. So, so but yeah, those times at the probe, it was like you DJing and Amanda Jones DJing, and and then right. you know me and Andrew and like other people, all these other yeah. people were hanging out. But you're one of the people that I've known the longest, and I didn't realize that you and I have have um, kind of ducked in and out of each other's lives mm-hmm. in many, many aspects and stuff. Sure. And, and, uh, and now it's a furniture shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's you, I mean, crazy. I was around when you were married the first time. I was and, never or married. never married, okay. I've but never, I've, I was never married back then. Okay. Married right. now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's just been a long, uh, crazy journey and it's funny, you... You, you you find yourself in a in a community or a group of people who are kind of and not to put a negative aspect on it sure. but kind of stuck at a certain place in their lives a certain time period in their lives and that carries with them. And sure, it's, it's yeah. the it's the thing that's more common now the prolonged adolescence where where a lot of us adults we play video games and it's a gen x thing and it's a millennial thing and i think a lot yeah and i think a lot of it is also where you're kind of forced into a situation where it's like all right it's time to start growing up <laughs> right but then there's that aspect of of those things that you right. want to keep going with right. you and it's so much less an affectation right. and much more about who you really are right. exactly. and that's the thing that's been interesting to discover at being an old school goth like i am and and like you are and yeah. like andrew is yeah. and like all these other yeah. people and it's this thing you never quite grow out of. I mean, so many people are the, the quote unquote normal people. They go out to clubs when they're in their twenties. They go out and hook up and drink and get crazy and kind of get that out of their right. system. And then, and then at they, some point they yeah, have they to have grow to, up and go to work and 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 have families. And they kind of leave that behind. I think I just retooled my life. I don't think yeah. I'm doing anything different. Yeah, yeah. I think I just found the balance where it's like, okay, I can still do the stuff that I was doing in my twenties. Right. You right. know, and I think the lucky thing has been is the fact that. Oh, by the way, are we are we oh, recording? Yeah, we, we, oh, I didn't even know we recording. started. Yeah. That's hilarious. We started recording three. Oh, that's ago. hilarious. Hello, it's people out there a, in the interwebs. No, uh, no, um, yeah. There's no formality. to That's it. It's hilarious. Just a very casual that is so funny. Okay, Mr. So. Paul Harvey. <laughs> we just did a commercial. What's Good going day. on? Good day. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, no. I I agree. I mean, I. I I think the one thing with me that was the balance that has really worked though is the fact that pretty much everything that I've ever done has been always been like it could go it could go either way. And what I mean by that is that it could either be very family friendly, sort of seen well, okay, it, it, it's like cuts between PG thirteen and maybe R. And the thing is, is like you know, it's always going to be looked upon as. I don't know, like, okay, it's it's still taboo, but it's sort of like a it's sort of like a sugared taboo. Right. Where it's like, okay, we can right. kind of get into it and that's kinda of like like the direction of what Bats Day became. Right. Bats Day was really and the funny thing is is that like a lot of people are always like, you know, what Bats Day is now is me. But I've never ever said that I was hundred percent the person that started it. It was it was always a group effort between the club that I was running back in '99, Absinthe, 
and then uh, release the bats. Yeah, absent. Yeah, absent. Well, I remember release the bats. I think I went to that in one of its either final death no, throws it's, or it's still around. Oh well, shit. There you go. It's still around. One of its resurgence. It's, that was the one in, in Long Beach, right? Yeah. Well, it was like yeah. This little place in Long Beach. It's like always been that little place. It's water. never. Okay. It's never. Right. Oh no, you're probably thinking of Vampiricus. Vampiricus. We used to be at the vault, and then. In Long that? Beach, and then it was at Nagas. The bay, the bay Nagas. I think okay, you're talking right, about Nagas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that right by the Queen Mary. Right. That was Vampiricus, okay. which I actually wasn't a regular DJ, but I was a guest every so okay, often. It's right. kind of like when Jeremy was out of town, right, right. I would step in, and then, of course, everybody's like, because I guess Jeremy and I kind of look alike. We're sort of the same height. We have sort of the same built. Um, Did he ever dress up like Beetlejuice? No, he never dressed up as Beetlejuice. Because when I met you, right, I was you were Beetlejuice right. every single right, That right. was your thing. You were just that guy. Right. I mean, I have I have old pictures of you in a trunk, and maybe I'll dig some of those I gotta, out when we're I done. Gotta, I gotta see that. But it's like you and Blue and me at, at Fang Club. Oh, Fang Club. Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when she first called me St. Michael, and I'm still not sure That's where if, that... if she was confusing me with Michael Provine or... Oh, or if she was just called me that out of the blue, whatever it was, out of the blue, out of the whatever blue. that was, I adapted that and turned sure. that into my own thing. That's so weird. And and I, so you know, the funny thing is, is that, and I'll I'll come back to the release, the release of bats thing in a minute. But it's funny, yeah. Noah going on a tangent, nothing new. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it's so weird. It's like everybody, like in the scene, at least from growing up, mm-hmm. there always had to be like a you know. A raven or somebody else, you know. There had to be like a name right. that wasn't Everybody your had name. Everybody had Everybody got names. Names. And the funny thing was, was that <clears throat> I always done. You know, I was just me. And then when I started doing the DJing a lot more, I just said, okay, I gotta have a DJ name. Gotta have a DJ name. And I tried it, and it didn't work yeah. because whenever I tried to advertise, it's like, who's this Polaris? <laughs> who's this Polaris Chikowatz character? Wow, wow. And it was just like it didn't work. And I just said, forget it. I give up. And so then it was just like, myself, whatever, DJ Noah, whatever. And there were people that were like, oh, that's not your name. That's not your name. <laughs> that like, is but it is. It's me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but but um, to go back on Bats Day, it was it was a, a group effort. Mm-hmm. And it was Release the Bats and, and, and Absinthe because we always did major cross promotions. And so the first year rolled around and it was just like, yeah, I'm – totally want to do this and so you know they were bringing all their patrons and i was bringing my patrons and we just made like a day out of it and it was mm-hmm. like 90 people you know came and then the second year rolled around and i was like so gung-ho because i'm i'm such a disney kid i really right. am. oh yeah i'm not disney movie kid i'm more theme park theme park kid, and yeah. having the background um of of being an ex-special effects artist and props and miniatures and makeup and that kind of stuff it, it kind of went hand in well, hand well yeah the imag- imagineering yeah exactly has ca- i mean pretty much everybody i know who's in the business in that aspect in, in some kind have, of have creative aspect it. of that thing of creating modeling or character modeling or or effects modeling things like that like the Disney, the whole Disneyland right. theme park thing, right? Because you're there, you're it takes you out of your element. You're right. And that's the thing you're I always surrounded tell people. in this fantasy world that that is is real and palpable, and you can look at it and you can right. see it. And that's the thing that I've always like being such a Disney kid and having like an annual pass for. I can't even think how long I've had an annual pass. It's got to be at least thirty something years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but. Um, Every event that I've ever done or anything that I always do, I, that's the one thing I always try to do is mm-hmm. I try to take people out of their element. I want to make it seem like it's not a normal situation. It's not like you're just going someplace and it's a box and, you know, whatever. I always right. try to give that – I want to have that experience. I want a person who's coming to something or whatever it is I'm doing, I want them to have an experience so it lasts. It's not right. just like, yeah, we went to insert name of venue here and, yes, we danced to some music or art show or whatever. I want people to go home with something. Yeah, I remember – Going to a lot of clubs, and not necessarily your clubs, but a lot of clubs in the two thousand, in the early two thousands, right. and there was always some form of spectacle happening. I used to go to Miss Kitty's a lot, and I used to go to other places. I remember going someplace where there was this big, huge outdoor. But that's how it was. Thing, right? But was, that's how it was. Right. And and I don't want to make it sound like you know, hey, get off my lawn. I'm going to spray the hose on you, kid. But I really feel like the internet and social media has really kind of killed it. Because what was our social media when we were a kid? Talking. Going out and talking, talking, to, talking people. to people. Like, yeah. what was what was the group forum? And 
okay, there was group forums, like the old BBSs back in the day where it was like where emails were starting out, but mm-hmm. what was the group forum? Going to the local club on any given night of the week and everybody meeting and that was it. That was it. Yeah, like, that was our social network. That was our yeah. social network. There yeah. is no social network like that anymore. Yeah. Although, I tell you what, though. Lately, last couple of months, okay. I've been going out to those clubs that Danny and I have been going to okay. forever. But there's new people. And some of the new people, it's not just kids. There's new. There's always okay. going to be the new kids of that course. everybody kind of always steps back kids. and goes, really? Right. Yeah, I remember when I had my first beer. Right. Uh, you know, I rem- <laughs> oh, I remember the first time I made out with a girl at a club in right. front of, in front right. of my boyfriend or right. whatever. I re- you know. And so there's that. But then there's this other new crowd of people. And, and I've been making, we've been making these really new kind of instant major connections with people sure. on multiple levels. And not just... These aren't people I'm just going to see at the club. These are people I'm going to welcome into my life, sure. into my inner circle sure. of people. And and there's starting to be a social element to it that I'm now starting to crave again. Yeah, see, and I do that too. You know, now that I have a three-year-old, you know, and I have my daughter, things are much different. Like I was saying before, I'm still doing the things that I like. I've just had to retool it a little bit. Um, nothing's really changed. It's just learning how to balance your time and learning exactly. how to do what and do when. Like, Grown like up I stuff. know, yeah, exactly. It's like I know when I come home from work. From the time I come home from work till the time that Sadie goes to sleep, that's it. It's basically Sadie, 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 Sadie. Nothing else. Right. You know, once she goes to sleep, then we can do whatever we want to do. You know, because it's that's the family time. Right. Right. That's how it is and when my son turned three that's when I stopped clubbing around the time I stopped clubbing uh, three in well, we three tried. to five right, right. we've tried right, we've right, gone out right. a couple times it's not really like on a regular basis the last club I went to was probably Disco Necro which I love Disco Necro I, it's a that's wonderful club that's one of those new places it's, it's, that well, I just it's been around for quite a while I just think it's cool because it I don't want to really say that you go there and you, you leave with an experience it's, it's unfortunately it's sort of like the big box stores of clubs. Um, it's still very independent. It still has that very independent feel. Um, I, I think nobody else does. Nobody else does uh, the stuff that happens on the patio, right? And right. that's what I really miss. Right. Is like the old school kind of like yeah, punk, punk death, death rock. rock. One, yeah. one speaker. And I, and I no no stereo. How yeah. punk rock like, is that? To oh, only have one speaker. The out last there. time we went, I don't know. No, maybe it was a previous time, but it was raining. For some, it apparently always rains on Disco Necro nights for some strange reason. <laughs> but one night it was raining and it was hysterical because I don't know who was DJing if it was Craig or Satoki or or yeah and all of the above or Gabe or whoever. But I mean, they were basically DJing outside in the rain with a tarp, a tarp covering, covering. But it wasn't like and it wasn't even it, held up. They're holding yeah, it up they're holding themselves. it. But also, it wasn't like it wasn't like you know pouring rain. It was just sprinkling. But the but fact for that LA, it's like yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Stormwatch Seven Thousand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it just they're with a tarp over their head, How punk rock and is it was that? like, oh my god, this is like this is like the crap that I miss. Right. But you know, we've I've tried going to some of the other clubs and. You know, even even like Necro, the last time like we went to Necro, like I haven't been to Release the Bats probably in two years. The la- no, the last time I was at Release the Bats, no, I don't even remember honestly. Right. Honestly, I don't even remember the last time. Like I know that we went one time when Melissa was pregnant. Um, she was about six months pregnant, and we went, and it was really funny. You know, because she was there, she's pregnant, and it's like, what? Melissa doesn't have like you know, uh, rum and insert mixer here. No, in her hand, it's I like no, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, and it was interesting and, but like ne- the last time we went to Necro, I was actually really bored. Mm. Um, and it was like you said, it was like a lot of new kids and like, I feel like I, you know who I feel like? And, and actually I did it the last time we went to Necro. I felt like Danny Shades. Do you remember <laughs> Danny Shades? Vaguely. Danny Shades was about 43. When we were going oh, to the club, right, right, and he was in and the long trench coat, and we all like, saw him, and it's like, why is why is why is old guy, guy there? I and, can't tell you how many people and, are over forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't feel old at the club. I don't. Well, that's the thing. I feel really old one at the clubs, and the thing is, is that I think, like, when I put my hair up, people don't realize, except for all of us, realize how old I really am. Um, but like, if I was standing in a lineup, I'd still look like I'm like you know 28 right, years right, old. Right, 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 right. And it's like, God, I wish I was, because like if I knew then what I know now, 
it would be a totally different situation. Oh, of course, of course. But, of course. you know, that's what it but is. Necro is one of my favorite clubs. But, yeah, I like Necro. I said, the thing that I'm getting out of the clubs these days, yes, I go and I dance, and I dance for a little while, but then I crave that interaction, and I go out, and then I head outside. Sure. And it's and I just head outside for the, that that conversation, those conversa- those club conversations mm-hmm. that, that are something so magical, something so special about them, and I don't mean to put more emp- or more weight or emphasis or responsibility on them than, sure. than I should, but, th- but I have a different, there's something though. different. But, but I have it different, though, because I've, I've integrated something in myself that I wasn't looking to do. I'm that bat stay guy. Right, 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 and right. And that's different than, like, you going out. True. And, it's I, yeah. not, and I'm not trying to send egotistical or anything no, like no, no, that. No, 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 no. I totally But it's like, you know, I'm the face of bat stay. Here's this thing that's been going on next year is going to be 17. And it's just, first off, if you would have told me this thing was going to go this long, I would have laughed at you. Seriously. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of like I didn't realize what kind of an undertaking I was taking Oh, myself. yeah, yeah. Well, you're, um, you're that first person to just go, hey, I like this thing over – I like I like Disneyland and I like the whole goth right. thing. How let's, can I combine it and combine do two them. things that and I love? And then you worked with Disney to try and not step on their toes at all and, and right. just make this thing. And it and it keeps growing every yeah, year. It's, it's bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, and, it's a lot and, of work. And, but, yeah, but I, that's different. And I think it's hard, I think – because people, people, I think, generally are, from my experience, I think people are generally um, insecure about approaching other people. And I can be that way, too. And especially in the golf course. Yeah, especially because in the Because there's crowd. a certain element right. of insecurity or uncertainty right. or self-doubt that, right. that draws one to the whole goth thing mm-hmm. like i don't i don't do well with people out in the world so right I have but to, i gotta like, come here to, to other people that i have can no go problems out to a with. place where it's dark and nobody's really gonna look <laughs> right. at me and uh, but that's the weird thing though is in these places where everybody's hidden everybody's hiding behind mm-hmm. makeup or a, or a persona unquote, a persona, persona or a or a club name or sure. a quote-unquote costume or right. a you know in the in the goth thing i'm i'm finding more and more that i walk into there with the veneer completely swept aside, sure, and I am truly. Well, I think that was one of the reasons able to be myself, and, I, and that, that's yeah. the type. The type of people that I'm meeting now see me, don't see the outside things. See me, and and I, I was having a conversation about that concept about seeing somebody, and I said, I was, <laughs> I feel so dumb, but here we go, confession time again. Um, <laughs> About two people that I said there, I couldn't remember if there was this cultural thing that was real or okay. a thing in a movie or something like that, where it's like this thing where they say that I see you and it's not just I see you, I, I see all of you. And I say, and then my friend goes, Oh, yeah, that's Avatar. And I'm like, Oh, oh fuck. crap. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I haven't even seen Avatar, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that that kind of major philosophical yeah. concept applies here right. because I am seeing people and, 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 Finding myself being less judgmental, less anything, because like, we are all, all a bunch of we're a bunch of ca- we're catty all, goth kids yes. who are like, "Wow, oh, that's not goth, or that's not vampire, or that's not this, or that's not that." <laughs> and now I'm just like, "I'm me. I'm going to be completely yeah. comfortable. I'm not going to get all duted up and be uncomfortable. I'm going to. I'm, I'm just going to put on. I'm going to put, put my on my hair boots because that's what I like to dance in. I'm gonna, right. Pretty much what I'm wearing right exactly. now is what I'm going to do because my hair is not up. But and go and just have fun. People are seeing me, and if I had known that right back then, twenty years. Years well, ago. here's here's something that's really funny. Like, people, I don't think realize how long I've actually been in the scene. Like, I used to kind of hang out with Patrick Mata mm-hmm. and 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 Mary and you know Greg, you know Rat Bastard. And in fact, I just I had a conversation. I was just talking with Greg not, not before I came here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you know I remember those days. I used mm-hmm. to hang out, and I was that one guy that is just kind of like, okay, here's just this like you know creepy tag-along guy and the thing was is that nobody really realized who I was until I ended up changing my hairstyle and I didn't change my hairstyle to kind of like conform which is a horrible term for the goth scene because everybody's trying to be individual but yet we all have to be the same very funny it's it's such an ironic yeah 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 Ralph Ralph Garman on um, K-Rock he has this whole thing about Bats Day where it's like really because I haven't even heard this let me hear what's this he took his family his his little girl to, 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 to 
to Disneyland. Okay, and it on, just happened to be it just happened to be, to be on a bad day. day. And he so he starts railing on. I'm oh, there's ha- these people, and they're dressed a certain way. They're all dressed the same, but they, they don't want to conform anything. But then they're all dressed the same. But I say like, that, yeah, and yeah, exactly. that's really. Fun. I'm gonna have to probably drop him a. I'm gonna have to drop him an email yeah. through Facebook or that's something. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I always I always hear K Rock is always talking about it, and what I think is hysterical is like instead of like talking to your your listeners and have them tell stories why don't they just contact me yeah. I'm so easy to get a hold of yeah. I'm like the easiest person well, just yeah, Ralph, my name. Was, Ralph was pretty dismissive of it but clearly he's, so he's you know he's well, I know Kevin and Bean have talked about it normal. about a lot well yeah. yeah and Ralph's even talked about it on Smodcast that's too so but, but that's the funny thing though is they're being dismissive of it but right. they're talking about but they're it talking so about much it. that clearly there's enough of an impact of course. and enough of a thing of course. to where they keep talking about it over and over but, again but so to fall back on like the on the Think about conformity and all that stuff, and and realizing it, it was weird because I actually when I used to go to the clubs and like this is like Control Factory days and and like you know when it was Stigmata and Asylum mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know when Helter was on Friday mm-hmm. and Stigmata was on on Wednesday before that big switch. Perv and was yeah, it Perv, Perv Club Cherry. Uh, Cherry was and, yeah. Uh, um, there was something else too. There was just a oh, shit God, ton of clubs so, back then. It was so much. But I used to have hair down to my ass. Mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. major rocker hair mm-hmm. and. For some strange reason, I just decided I'm done with this long hair. It's it's a pain in the ass to take care of. I, I just I want shorter hair, so I ended up cutting the hair down maybe to my shoulders, and then I started putting it up. Uh. And I was sort of doing the Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. hair before mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. even came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And it was the moment that I did that. That was when everybody kind of went. Who is this guy? Kind of the uh, 80, 89, or 86 and then 89 Robert Smith yes. thing. Yes, yes. That, that, yeah. Pretty much. And I, and I just did it just to do it. I wasn't like really trying to copy anything. Because that's something that I've always done. I've always tried to have like my own style. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I don't care what anybody, you know, oh, he's doing this. You know, shit, man. If I want to go put on like an NSYNC shirt today, I'm going to put on an NSYNC <laughs> shirt on. I, I don't care. Yeah. You know? How many that, fucks that, do you that, give? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. So... You know, I just wanted to do it just to do it. And it, and I noticed that once I had done that, it was like attitudes changed. Like, who's this guy? What's he doing? You know, where where'd he come from? And it's like, I've always been here. Yeah. I was always here. Why? Because it was a situation where it was like I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked the music. And that was the thing, too, was that it's all about the music. Right. It really, it really, it really was. Is. It yeah. was all about the music. I don't know what it is about now because, I mean... When I've gone to clubs, I don't hear anything new. I hear, I hear the the time suck tunnel that is still well. Di- disco necro is specifically about that. That it's is specifically about ninety six sure, and before. Sure, which I love, which and is it's, great. It's great. Um, but like I've been to a couple of the other clubs that I don't even know, and everything is all. And I hate using this term, but everything's like Comedy Christ. I mean, I love Comedy Christ, but everything is like Comedy Christ Skrillex figure. And, and I love this, and I love that music right. too. It's all, not, it's all dubstep, right? Right. But, and I'm not, I'm not as much into that. I'm into the swishy stuff. And, okay. And the right. New, shoegazer. The newer, well, the the got the post punk goth and and, and shoega- shoegazer too. But is there because any... I like Doomy. Doomy did DJ at the at the back room at, at uh, Monty. Okay. Uh, ooh, a month and a half ago, sure. and played a bunch of played. A, he played a bunch of four AD stuff, Cocteau Twins and Wolfgang. Yeah, Christ but is there anything like new coming out? That's I don't of hear that anything. stuff. The swishy stuff. No, it's no. all the old stuff. Yeah. But the, there's some newer dark wave stuff, but it's really taken a back seat to the the newer agrotech industrial. Yeah, well, that's what thing. sells, right? That's what sells. It's the same four four. You know, hey, when's that beat gonna drop? You know, like I guess what is Adam Sam- a- a- Andy right. Samberg has that SNL skit where have you seen it? Oh, it's it's supposed to be like a rave, and it's oh, set right. up like a yes, club yes, thing, yes, 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 and yes, I yes. think it's like let the beat drop, right? And and everybody's dancing and everybody's just like you know yelling at the and top the of their lungs. Everybody just goes crazy and their yeah, heads yeah, yeah, explode. Yeah, exactly, but it's like this exactly. the skit goes on for like it goes it, it, I think it goes on for like six minutes and everybody's like okay here it goes the beat's gonna oh no it's not oh when the heap drops that beat it's gonna be insane and then he finally drops the beat and, everybody and everybody's just... heads are exploding like literally their heads <laughs> are exploding and they're freaking out and. Yeah. You know, and but yeah, that's the 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 thing that I keep hearing about people uh, hearing from people when they want to go dance. People now, as they're grown, they've, they've grown up in the Gotsi. Now that they're adults and getting out and being responsible and buying houses and stuff, their whole dancing thing is to completely get out tension, to completely 
uh, be, to completely use it as the antithesis of, of responsibility. I believe and that. And they want to go out and stomp and be aggressive and, and, and leave that on the floor, as they say. I can do that with the swishy stuff, but sure. I'm, I'm very swishy anyway. As I've always said, I'm I might be a I might be a hetero cis male, but I make no case for it. <laughs> um, but uh, so it, it's just they leave that stuff on the floor for me. I, I can get pretty caught up in the music, but it's that that the the nostalgia thing is the big draw for me. Is that's I think what it's mainly for right, me too. Right. I I do I do miss going out. You know, one of the things I, do, I mean, I, 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 it's like I miss it, but I don't miss it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when I was basically DJing four nights a week and then working full time and, you know, doing that. And it was just like, you know, up till three thirty in the morning and then getting up at seven to go to work and having all that energy. And, and now it's just, no, I, I don't even have I keep finding myself in this same cycle where it, it is the music that's drawing me out. That's calling my name. That's the, that's the, the, the voice on the wind that's calling me out there. And then I get there. I dance for a little bit. I, I even go so far as to put requests online and, and I feel so bad. And I know that, that Jason is horribly, Horribly miffed at me, right? Far- Farber? Yeah, for the past few <laughs> few weeks because I've been putting requests online and driving people crazy with my requests. Like, I want to hear this. But then, yes, I, get but the, then you gotta... I get there and I dance a bit and then I go outside to cool and off played. And, and friends happen. Uh, friends happen and conversation happens and I'm completely sucked away and Jason comes looking and says, where, where were you? you? Yeah. I played yeah, this song uh-huh, for you and you were, and not, you there. were not there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so it happens again and again. And again. So I'm funny. a bad patron. It's okay. uh, no, actually, you're not. You're not a bad patron because you're paying your way in. That's the one thing I can't stand. That's the one thing I can say. Yeah, I'll, I'll support your club. I'll support your club. I'll support everything you do. Can I get on the guest list? <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. I don't understand that mentality level. Yeah. Maybe call me a call me a fart, but you know, I don't understand that. I I think. I mean, I'm not opposed to paying my way in. I'm also not opposed to getting in for free. No. I've never asked to get in for free. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that even when I get to the door for the rare instance that Melissa and I get out, mm-hmm. um, and somebody at the door is just like, no, just go, just go. And I'm like, are you sure? I literally asked three times. By that third time, and they're just like, no. Like, I will have the money in my hand yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. give. And, you know, if they say, no, go, then I'll, then I'll go. But, you know, that's the thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, everybody needs to support themselves. That's that's the one thing. Right, and, right. and you know, I love the entitlement, but entitlement doesn't support everybody. No, that's no, That's no, the no. problem. I'm perfectly willing to go and pay. I mean, that's the thing is the, a lot of the clubs, uh, especially Christian's clubs, they do the whole discount before right. a certain time. I'll play the game. And that's fine. And, and, I'll go and, there if, and, I, get and early, if I'll get there in time, you know, you know okay, fine. Then I missed out. Right. But right. I can't tell you how many times like I'll be in line and like I'll miss it. Like I missed the cutoff and you can see it because the person comes out with the Sharpie and they put the X on the hand and there are three people ahead of you and you're like, ah, crap. All right. I'm going to have to pay full price. You know, I'll get to, I gotta get in for five bucks. Well, cut off. And, you know, line, yeah. the line is the line. The exactly, line that's exactly line. it. And that's then you fine. get those people that are ahead of you, and they're complaining. But I was in line, and blah blah blah. It's just like you know, I just pay the ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter because that ten bucks is basically it's paying for the people that are you know entertaining you. Right, and it's it's going to make keep the club open. That's it's exactly keep it. The door and then the the bar too. That's so it. That keeps it going. But that's it. so. Let's talk about um, the segue into the art thing. Okay. Um, Now, Andrew and I were just talking about uh, California Institute of Normal Arts last week, and Mm. and I remember you inviting me to come and show photos at At Fright Night. Night. Right. And I I really kind of missed that. I I know I kind of fell off toward going toward uh, toward the end of it and stuff, but I I really missed that because I love seeing those old movies and just that whole vibe was fun. It it was just, you know, I did it for. Four years at CIA. It was a lot of fun. Um, I left due to differences of the venue. Um, that happens a lot. Yeah, it does. And so I decided to kind of take a break for a little bit <laughs> and then bring it back. And I was lucky enough to bring it back for like six months to the Warner Grand Theater in, in San Pedro. Now, I really felt that it being at San Pedro was like the pinnacle. Like, I reached the plateau. Right. Because here I am in this, like, 1,500-seat theater. Mm-hmm. It has a, a ticket box in the front, huge marquee. I mean, this is an old-school 
movie palace the kind that of used place to be. You'd want to yeah, show that. this is this is exactly it. In fact, it's it and was a big used, enough lobby for the artwork and stuff too. Yeah, and um, it was uh, it was also used. In, did you see the uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. the scene where Dewey has now decided to become like the Sex Pistols and do a lot of cocaine and. It was the theater that they were practicing. Mm. That was that was the Royal oh, okay, Grand. Okay, okay. So I'm like, this is it. And so I did it for about six, seven months there, and it was great. Um, it was great because I I got I could control everything, and the theater owner or the theater manager totally trusted me to where I was able to get away with so much without taking advantage of the situation. So we were actually able to do like a lot of the gimmicks that they were done at you know, the theater for those kind of films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, after the run, we, uh, I couldn't really go back because this was during, I guess, when the city of Los Angeles was basically, this when Vera Ragosa was uh, oh, yeah. our mayor of our lovely town and decided to start selling off landmarks to basically pay for other things. And since the San Pedro Theater was a, it was sort of like a art institute of Los Angeles, they pretty much try to sell it off mm-hmm. and what happened was was that the manager said to me he's like he wants me back the problem is i couldn't get the deal that i was getting right he's like you'd have to pay like three times as much and i'm just there's just no way it's right. not feasible right. i you know i love doing it i'm not throwing a free right. party for everybody right. 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 and so but now later i just found out that i can actually go back and do it again um he he basically said i can come back at any time i want cool now it's just finding that balance to be able to do it right. with the home life, the family life, and that's you know, and, and, and everything else. So, so you're also doing the uh, is now now forgive my ignorance is huh. Gallery Nine 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 part of that's it's part of that's okay, okay okay yeah it's totally part of that but that's I where would... you do your work but you also have other people showing their work yeah. there as well that's yeah. Disney gothy themed yeah basically what happened was is that I was finding that's day becoming a little stale and you know it's it's tough. To add new things without people flip, flip, flipping out, you know. But I figured what would be a good thing, you know, uh, the black market was, I think, running eight years at that time. Um, and I was just like, all right, let's do something different. Let's do something fun. And, like, the one thing that I like about going to conventions is that there's always sort of like a museum or something. Like, like Monster Palooza is a great example. If you've ever been to Monster Palooza in Burbank, he... Uh, he does two of them a year now. Son of Monster Palooza happens around Halloween. We just finished that one. Mm-hmm. And then there's the normal one that happens in March. Um, they always do, like, they take over one section of the ballroom and they turn it into the Monster Museum. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these effect shops showing off their talent and cool. what they can do. And it's amazing. And I'm like thinking, well, why couldn't I do something like that but for Bats Day? Mm hmm. And that's when I decided, oh, we'll just start doing these, like, tribute shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's where Gallery 909 came from. Now, Gallery 909, it's always Haunted Mansion-based. Um, and that's always the focal point. I mean, obviously the name, Gallery 999, 999 Happy Haunts. Right. Um, that was the focal point. But I've been mixing it up and adding something to it, <clears throat> add an element to it. So it's not just like, okay, I'm coming to another Haunted Mansion show. Okay, I'm seeing... For the unthemed time, somebody doing their rendition of the Hatbox Ghost or the Bride or the Hitchhiking Ghost. Right. So the first one that I did, I admit it was a mansion show. But so it wasn't clearly a mansion show. I wanted to add like the element of Bad Stay. So I gave the artists, you know, who wanted to be in the show, they could either do strictly Bad Stay, strictly Mansion, or combine the combine two. Combine the two. And it was a good show. It was it was a great show. Um, every piece was amazing. Uh, the second show that rolled around it happened to fall on May fourth. Yes, May the fourth. Be with, be with, you. with right, you. Right. So I'm thinking, all right. I was talking with one of my artist friends, Evil Paul, and I was like, I I kind of want to do this Star Wars meets Haunted Mansion, and he's just like, really? Do you think it could work? And I'm like, it, it it's got to work. I mean. And so it was just like brainstorming there's about it. There's already a door. There's already a, 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 a kind of a wedged open door exactly. there now, already happening. E- exactly. And so, and this was, of course, you know, I'm talking about this. When was I? It was about seven months before the show even happened. I'm like, it's going to fall on Saturday, May fourth. You know, why? Why not? And like, I was like joking. It's like people could do like you know, Madame Lee Yoda. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, little little Yoda at the end saying, um, mm, hurry back, death certificate you have, you know. 
So, yes. but so it and, and, and it it finally gelled, and it was just like let's do it, and it was like the most craziest show I've ever seen. Um, well, it, you're incorporating yet another right, but but the thing was giant no no no, no no right exactly, but not only that, which was even crazier. After I announced the show, it was like a month after. Disney pretty much went, hey, we just bought Lucasfilm. Yeah. So it was like, oh my how, God. How perfect is how, this? Yeah, yeah exactly. It was, smiles, it, same smiles. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was so hilarious. But they, there was like some amazing pieces, like the ones that really stick out of my mind. I mean, there, everything was so good. Um, one of them, there's an artist, she goes by Abby Bell, and she does like this like kind of like Halloween folk art, like um, uh, paper mache kind of stuff. Right, right. She did this, she did two pieces. She did... Um, Han and Greedo as the duelists. Okay? Like folk art little yeah. things. It was crazy. But the one piece that she did was just so crazy and I almost I almost bought it, but I didn't. She did Slave Leia, but as the uh Pat Panther woman in the in the in the changing portrait. <laughs> And it was like the Panther Woman. She was already Panther Woman, but she's laying That's awesome. and in the Slave Leia, you know, costume. And there's like you know the the hookah frog holder thing that Jabba had. And it, it, it's you can see it. You can see it on the website. Cool. You can see it on the website. Cool. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm trying to remember what was one of the other ones. God, there was so many. Somebody did um, somebody did like all the stretching portraits is like different like things. Like I guess they had like. Um, uh, Boba Fett over the over the Sarlacc pit, you know, <laughs> cool. and then like Evil Paul did um, he did uh, the three guys in the quicksand, one of the stretching portraits, but he did them as Tuscan Raiders, oh. <laughs> and it was called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. So, That's great. but I mean, That's it was great. it was just it was amazing, and just the fact that I could came came up with that idea and translated it well enough for other people to get the concept. Mm-hmm. Was just, I mean, it was just crazy. That's cool. That's I mean, there cool. was, and the great thing about it too is like nobody did the same thing. I mean, yeah, there was a couple like uh, Ed Moronk, who's been in my show. He does these amazing pinup, digital pinup artist mm-hmm. things. Uh, he's his stuff has been his stuff is so amazing. One of the, one of the things I think is interesting is is in the last oh I don't know. Okay, so ten years ago, music mashups kind of started becoming a thing. Oh my God! Right? Yes. So then, then the the concept of the mashup then translated to other media, right? And now, everything's for the last, mashup. For the last five everything's years, mashup. Everything's everything mashup, is mashup, especially in artwork. And I mean, I can't tell you how many Doctor Who shirts I have that are mashed up with something else. Like, and I have an X Files one. I have some Star Wars ones. I have uh, Calvin awesome, and Hobbes, but... and I have and and and, and I think that. And uh, maybe this is me—I don't know—putting uh, you know putting more thought into it than than is necessary. But I think that because there are certain things that have been happening in the last twenty years mm-hmm. that a lot of people feel like, oh, they're fucking with my childhood by taking something that I love and completely—and I'm talking about the original creators. I'm talking about Lucas, and I'm talking okay. about other, you know, remakes of things, remake movies, remakes of this and that. And 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 people are starting to feel that because the creators are that, screwing up with their childhood. Right, right. They're taking that I, back by doing their own, own thing, thing of can, mashing up I, other bits of fandom. I can totally see that there has been a couple things where like original creators have come in and taken over and do like another version and I get into arguments about this with people all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. The new Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know a lot of people hated it. I know a lot of people I knew a lot of diehard fans that loved the Evil Dead series. Right. Army of Darkness, you know, the original 16 millimeter version, Dead, the right. book the book of the Evil Dead. Um, and then like the comedy Evil Dead 2 Dead, you know, Dead by Dawn I know a lot of people that are huge fans of that and are angry about this new one mm-hmm. and I, I get it I totally get it mm-hmm. I actually love the new one the new one's not a reboot in any way and mm-hmm. that's what I try to get people to understand it's not a reboot and from everything that I've been reading like Raimi and, and Campbell like, well first off Campbell had it in his contract from what I've read that after it was all over and done with, because there was not going to be another anything, 
um, after, after like Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness, and I actually did marketing for Army of Darkness, and so I got to see the original, the original ending, which you can actually find on DVD. Right. You got to find the right DVD version though um, to get it, and it was a very kind of like, um, uh, uh, what, what is it? It's it, it was a very uh, Planet of the Apes kind of homage in a way, where he basically well he gets trapped in the past, right? Instead well, of coming back to the present. Well, what happened was is that real quick. What happened was was that. Um, where after he rides off into the distance in the version that got theatrically released, the, the, the Merlin character gives Ash this potion. And it's all overlaid with Bruce Campbell talking because he's telling the story to Ivan Ramey in the S-Mart store. Okay. So you don't actually hear what actually happens, but it's, it's Campbell talking about what's going on or Ash talking about what's going on, and you see Merlin give Ash this, like, mule sack of, of liquid and he rides off into the distance and then you know next thing you know he's in the present and he's telling the story and Ivan Ramey's like yeah right I don't care and then next comes a she bitch and there's a big fight right okay that's the theatrical version the original version that tested horribly so they had to come up we had to come up with a new ending for this film um what, what work was is that the Merlin character is talking to him, hands him, he speaks in his old English speak and you know here's this potion take Four drops, no less, no more. It will bring you back to your time. And so he rides off into the distance, which you see. And, and much he, like screwing up the Necronomicon, he screws up taking the potion. Of course. Of so course. he seals oh, himself. I, I said the words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He seals himself in, up into a cave, and he's starting to, to like, you know, take the drops. And it's like, okay, four drops. And so one drop, two drop, three drops. He hears a noise in the background, and it's like, what was that? What was that? Oh, it was nothing. Okay, three drops... Four drops. And so he took five. He goes too far. Goes into the too future. far into the future, and so he basically do this whole like uh, st- uh, time lapse photography montage. He grows like a really big beard. He kind of looks a little bit like Charlton Heston in all ripped up clothes, and sort of like you know the the old man from Monty Python that walks up and goes it's and yeah. so you know <laughs> man, yeah. yeah and so then he just you know was like I'm free and he breaks open and he runs out to the cliff and he looks and, and he's just kind of like what post apocalypse and it's. It's post-apocalypse England, Big Ben's on the ground, there's futuristic buildings, and then it just goes, you know, boom, credits, directed by Sam Raimi. And you basically, while the credits are rolling, you hear, you know, Ash going, how could I be so stupid? Why did I take so many drops? Ah!" And he's like, you know, insulting himself. That was the original ending. And And now that you mention all of that, I'm seeing the visuals in my mind, and either you're painting a really good picture, or I might have actually seen that on a DVD somewhere it's, 10 it's years, on 15 like, years ago or It's something. like on two DVDs to, as far as I as far as far I know. Um, but yeah, that's... As far as I know, that was it. So, to bring... To come back, it was written in Ramey... Or in Bruce and, and Ramey because as far as I know, they were like... They like went to high school together mm-hmm, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all friends because they're all friends. Um, what happened was is that he... They signed a... You know, it was like in this contract, nobody can play Ash. And this is why they had... Mia, whatever they they had a girl playing the part. Now, mm-hmm. I also heard down the pipeline that it was supposed to be, um, I can't even think of his name, it was Stifler from, from the oh, American... Oh, Sean Michael Scott. That's what, yeah, 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 yeah. He Sean was supposed Williams to, Scott. Sean Williams, he was supposed to play the Ash character, but that wasn't going to be it Ash. Ash with somebody it else. was, I guess when they were first talking about remaking it, it was going to be... It, it was going to be like uh, Evil Dead 2, and it was going to be like a, a remake like of that. Yeah, of exactly. I'm actually really glad they went with the direction that they went. They made it really creepy. They made it scary. There was, you know, it was very bloody. I mean, it still had like the over-the-top blood. Right. You know, but it was still very kind of like down to the roots of what the original 16-millimeter version was. Um, but to fall back... I know so many people are like, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's like, why are they ruining my childhood? And I, I get it. You know what? It's a new market. And the thing I don't think that people realize is that at least it is the original people that are doing it. And, you know, I hate to say it as much as Lucas has screwed everything up. And I got to say, yay, thank God Disney has control over the Star Wars franchise now. And we're going to get our Blu-rays yeah, yeah, of the yes, original exactly. print of the original Well, that's actually, fun, that's actually a funny story, too, that I've, I've heard down the pipe also, which I'll come back on that. But, um... At least it's the original creators. They've got it. They're doing it. And they're kind of retelling the story a little bit fine. But I tell people, Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead 2013, it's not a remake. It's actually... It's a separate story. It's a linear in story. In the same universe. It's a, that's exactly it. But from everything I've been reading, what's going to happen is 
Now, don't quote me on this. I'm also not working on the movies. I don't know. But everything that I've read from what I'm reading, and I'm just reporting what I'm reading, um, they're supposed to be working actually on an Army of Darkness 2. So, yes, we're getting Army of Darkness 2, which is awesome. It's but that's good. the actual continuation of Ash's story. That's correct. So he's back at the S-Mart, and we go pick up from there, or Probably. at some point who knows? after that. Who knows? Meanwhile, while that's happening, there actually also is in the works for a Evil Dead 2 2013. Oh. Okay. And then eventually what's supposed to happen is that both those linear storylines are supposed to, to combine, and Ash is actually supposed to team up with Mia mm. to fight the Deadites. Interesting. And I think that's brilliant mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i think that's mm-hmm. completely brilliant and mm-hmm. i don't i think what it is i just don't think people are seeing the big picture and i get that so now i'm now i want to see, see? evil dead evil the evil dead 2013 yeah I, at first i was just like eh, you really? should go back and watch it's it and watch the whole thing to be fair there's been a shit ton of remakes of in course the last and they're terrible years, and, and a they're lot of them terrible. Are terrible they're so bad um i'm trying to think of what was something that was just awful that i saw that was a remake I don't know. I can't even remember. Pick Probably, <laughs> I, I know. I can't even think about it. I actually did see a really kind of creepy movie that I was actually really surprised because I didn't. It came out on Redbox about two weeks ago. Um, Oculus. 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 Yeah, Oculus? with uh, with uh, yeah with um, Karen Gillan from yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. We I wanted was, to go see that in the theater, and some people said it was, it was good, and some people said it was bad. But I, I still kind of want to see it. it so. It's fun. It's yeah. it really kind of screws with your head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the way they shoot this movie. Like, the past, a lot of it's, like, memories and stuff. Right, right. But the way they're shooting this movie is, like, the memories are going on while the linear story is going on with the present. So it really kind of screws you up because you're not exactly, like, okay, is this, like, what's going on in their head? Or is this actually happening? What, what's going on? Right. So it's, it's good. It's a good watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, I've watched so many remakes. And I just watch them just to watch it. And I try to just, like, okay. You try to walk a, into it with an open yeah, mind and everything. Just for, and it, it just doesn't, doesn't exist. Yeah. And it still just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. trying. There was something that I was so upset about. And I just don't even remember what it was. I think I blocked What's it. What's something other than that, though? What's something that you've liked, though? Something that, that has, that is, is within the realms of a universe that pre existed that you did like? Oh, okay. Um, actually, there was something. Uh, the last Chainsaw movie mm-hmm. I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, it's supposed to be... Along those lines, I really liked Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie. I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't. I, li- I didn't like the second one, but I really... I hated the second I, one I even really more. I really liked the I, first one a lot. He- here's my theory about, about um, Halloween, Zombies Halloween, okay? I feel like he was making a movie, and I think he wanted to make a movie... Sort of like an homage to Halloween, and I feel that he got, he was able to like get the licensing rights to do it. So it was like, okay, now I can take this character and work it in. It, didn't he work with 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 who with uh, Carpenter on that a little bit to some extent? I don't know. That I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think I he did. I think I think he just gave Carpenter a bunch of money, and Carpenter went okay. But I don't know. That's the thing. I I, I that aspect I don't know. The reason why I didn't like the zombie Halloween film was because what's the one thing that made the original 78 film so creepy? Okay? It was the fact that it was a normal kid. It was a normal kid that just went nuts. And and as Dr. Loomis said in, in the original, Donald Pleasance, which in my mind... I, I liked. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Who, who, who played Pleasance Malcolm in the new McDowell. one? Thank you. I like Malcolm McDowell's portrayal. In my mind, it's Loomis is the only one that can really play that part. Um, Pleasance. Pleasance. Yeah, yeah that's how I Pleasance. Yeah. Pleasance is like the only one that can play Loomis. Right? Loomis that's right. Um, I, I liked. I liked. You know, I liked uh, McDowell's version. I thought it was good. But he, what Pleasance says, his character Loomis says, he's like Michael Myers is pure evil. He's pure evil, and that's what it was. He wasn't an abused kid. He wasn't like. I'm going to go out in the forest and take a puppy or kitty in my backpack and smash the crap out of it. That's what made me lose it, and that's when I went, this is not Rob, Halloween. Yeah, Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie injects the... White trash, white backwood trash, stuff. Yeah, the white trash, abusive household stuff. Which I thought worked which, for House which, of a Thousand Corpses, right, and right. I love House of a... And I love right. Devil's Rejects, but I don't think it worked for Halloween. <sighs> Um, but you know, teach your own. I don't, I, fault, you. I liked, I don't fault you for it. <laughs> I liked finding out more about Michael Myers, and I liked the kid, the creepy fucking kid that they got to play him. Oh, I know. And 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 rather than just having a normal kid who just suddenly one day snaps and is evil, 
seeing this progression of of yes, this kid. Here's all the signs that yes, this kid is. But that's not a Halloween. Serial. True. That's true. not the Halloween it's, film. It's, but I I don't know. And I, I think he would have enough of a departure. Then once we get into grown up Michael Myers, he's yeah, even he, more of a Hulk, even more of a of the shape that well, Carpenter's novel described. But that's see, that's good. I, I mean, okay. Basically, all the kid stuff, what became like all the legend stuff, or like you know the lore of how Michael Myers became Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie film. It's like okay, fine, no, get rid of that's not Michael Myers. If you can just like basically, much like what I say about the Mist, Stephen King's The Mist movie, um, if you can just basically turn it off right when he, they basically drive into the fog to figure out how long this far goes. I say the same thing about Halloween. Um, fast forward until he's actually in the mental institution. Mm-hmm. After his mom finally leaves and he grows up and the right. mom dies, right. start the movie from there. Okay, fine. Okay. Now we got. Now we have Maybe a Halloween. Maybe do all that as a flashback yeah. rather than the first half and well, the first act. Not even like even the first act. Just get rid of it. Let's just let's just like. I mean, if you're not going to do it right, just get rid of it. Just start it. Let's just get Michael Myers to the killing, and there we go. I thought that that stuff was good. But I think what ruined it for me was the fact that it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. He's an abused kid, and this is how it happened. You know, I don't know what happened in your life, Rob, that made you want yeah, <laughs> to yeah. do this. But, yeah, I mean, you know. Well, for me, it was always much less about him being abused by the stepdad and, and more the mom, the mom and the daughter being abused by the stepdad. True. Because, so. yeah, that's what he ends and up doing. And lots of implied, you know... Stepdad really, really bad than just sure. you know knocking him around. And of course, drinking. so yeah, um, but that's but that's not what Halloween was about. Yeah, Halloween yeah. was was just white bread family in the middle of nowhere, you know, and just like you know. Well, he did go and kill the sister right after she was done screwing her boyfriend when the parents were gone. That's and, true. And there, that is a typical. There is a thing in in horror movies since the late seventies, early eighties of sex, of sin, sin equals death. Right, that, exactly. That you do something that you're not supposed to be doing right. as a teenager. Right, you are going to. Die. Right, which is the thing that I think is so funny about how all the Catholic and the Christian activist groups that are always like, you know, these right. movies are bad. Right, and we're thinking, right, what are you right. talking about? Jason or Michael Myers is like the perfect advocate for you. Right, you right. sin, you're going to get killed by some guy wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> Or he's, a bad William Shatner mask. Jesus with a machete. That's it. That's it. <laughs> or the, the the punishing of vengeful, vengeful God. Yeah, with a exactly. With a machete. Um, so what do you have? Okay, obviously Bat's Day is still a continuing it's thing. Constant. It's an ever-present, ubiquitous yeah. thing in your life. What else? And I've seen recently you've done some art shows mm-hmm. where you're not necessarily curating those no, shows. No, I'm but being you're just, in them. You're just being in them. It's, and the, it's, that has it's to nice. be a relief. It's, that has to be a relief. Yeah, curating an art show is a lot of work. Right. And anybody who does it, I have oh, yeah. up, up served, you know. I've uh, done my share like, of, of art yeah. shows and I've been trying to get up the, the creative juice to get back into photography res- again. A lot of but, responsibility. Um, but so other than that, and obviously wife and kid and all that, what what's your other big, in, or do you have any other big focal points in your life right now? It's I just, don't. I'm very sad. I'm, I'm a whole buddy. <laughs> I don't even like going to the movies anymore. Oh, like, wow. I have yet to see Guardian, Guardian of the Galaxies. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I know. And the thing was is that when it first came out, when, it first, when I was seeing the trailers for it, I was just like not really a fan of it. And because I knew the comics, and I wasn't really a fan of the comics, like why are they doing this movie based on this sort of comic that, like, you know, people know really, about it, but I'd nobody never heard of it until I, the, until yeah. I, people started talking about yeah. it. Yeah, and so it was my friends who are Marvel geeks who who lit a fire under me and and to make me interested in. Right. And then I saw it, and I was completely blown away. So everything about it now, I really kind of want to see. And I don't know if that's just because of the hype, but it comes out I think in a couple weeks on Blu-ray, and I will go out and buy it whether it's bad or it's not just because I'm, I I'm one of those it. people who avoids hype like the plague however this is one of those rare instances yeah. where there this is a big studio thing that made millions and you know hundreds of millions oh, of dollars and that that is is it was number every, one every for like five weeks? Bit of the hype is justified. That's and that's what I'm hearing. Everybody who's seen it has not said anything. And bad I know about the it. most, cri- and, especially the Marvel fans who yes, are so critical. Yes. Love it, but not only that, love but it. like I'm hearing how good the soundtrack is. Everything. I mean, everything about it is just amazing. So it's I, just so, so I haven't damn fun. Yeah, you're gonna sit there 
with a smile on your face the whole time. Good. Well, From then, the beginning, first shot. Which now means I'm going to hate it because credits. I'm going to hate it now because because I'm going to be super. I'm going to build it up too much in my mind, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to hate. There was actually something. Oh, that was something that was really surprising. I I thought I was going to build it up in my mind, and, and I thought I was going to hate it. And actually, in fact, I loved it. And I didn't even. I haven't even seen the sequel of it yet. It was the Purge, the original Purge? Oh, okay. Um, that was a lot of fun. We I waited till it came out. Like, how often do I go to the movies? Never right, anymore. Right. But besides, I don't really like. I people don't have theater etiquette anymore, right. and that's no, why I don't no, like. No, when no. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, it's fine. I've got my sound system. I've got my forty-seven inch. America has become, especially mainstream America, has become this place where. I'm paying money for something, therefore on my experience must be exactly the way right, I want right, it, and I don't right, care about right. anybody That's else's exactly experience. It. But it's like you know, I've got the my forty. My living room, right? Basically. I've got my forty-seven inch TV, and yeah. I've got my sound system, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to go to the movies. Yeah, I have some advice for you: see something that you really, really hate before beforehand, and let the let Guardians be the antithesis of that. <laughs> yeah, because it, it it yeah, it's just one of those things where it was just so damn fun and just so enjoyable to, to go along for the ride. I can't, I can't wait. I really, you know, because everything about it I've read and I've seen. I've always liked, I've always liked uh, Gunn. He's it's James Gunn. He's yeah, just, um, Parks and he's, Recreation. He's hilarious. He's, he's so, so stupid in that show. Yeah, his yeah. character is so dumb. But he's so and much, then he's, I've seen a lot of his other like zombie movies right. and a lot of his low budget movies right. and the trauma stuff. And, right. and it's just, he injects so much fun into it. And I think he's a good cast for this character. Yeah, yeah. He just, I think it totally oh, works. Oh, you're talking That's about, great. you're talking about, um, Chris. Uh, oh no, you're right, Pratt. Chris Pratt. I'm, I'm talking, talking about Chris Pratt. The, Wait, the director. James oh, oh, I'm James sorry, James Gunn. What am I talking about? I'm sorry, you're, you're right. No, 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 no. Yes, you're yes. right. I'm talking about Chris Pratt. Right. I knew it. You know. Oh yeah, he's perfect for it. He's yeah. absolutely perfect for yeah. it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but that's it. I don't really go out all that much anymore. My life really consists more of my daughter at the moment. You know, when she becomes maybe five, six, I'll be able to go out a little bit more. Right, right. Um, you know, and that's 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 well, you'll by start choice. Find, you'll start finding it finding as the as the well, child get old, gets older. You things start get a little bit find, easier. You start finding things that you can do together. Well, that you like together well, that you're enjoying together. Let me uh, let me tell you a little story. This is actually quite funny. So we went to Mickey's Halloween treat on Friday. Adorable. Um, we've been going probably for the last three years. Like I went the first time when it was at Disneyland, which was back in two thousand and four. This is when they were trying something new. They did it for two years. It didn't work. It failed miserably. And then they moved it to Florida. And, of course, now we've gotten it. We've been doing, I think, Anaheim has had it now for about, I don't know, ten years. Figure we'll give it a chance. We go. We did that three years ago. It was great. It was awesome. A lot of fun. So we figured we'd do this as a, as a regular thing. So Sadie kept saying, and I asked her, it's like, what do you want to be for Halloween? She's like, I want to be a scary ghost. I don't have anything to do with this. This is just what she wants. She wants to be a scary ghost. Okay, great. A month ago... Like, what do you want to be for Halloween? Halloween's coming. She's like, I want to be a monkey. Okay, we went from scary ghost to monkey. That's fine. And so we kept asking, what do you want to be? And it, uh, like up to about a week ago, she's like, monkey, monkey. I'm like, okay. I was at Target because across the street from my work, I mean, at my job, I have a Target directly across the street. I'm at Target every other day. <laughs> kid you not. Um, so, Sounds like me in Costco. Yeah, exactly. So I walk in and they had just put out all the costumes. Right. For Halloween. And Frozen, which is like nails on a chalkboard, um, is on constant rotation at the house. Of course it is, because Sadie's a three-year-old girl, and she loves it. And it was funny, because the first time she saw it, she had no interest into it. And then all of a sudden, the, the subliminal advertising crack somehow everywhere, seeped into her brain. Everywhere. And she's that's all she's all about Frozen. Her hair is not long enough. All she wants is Elsa braided hair. Mm-hmm. Mama, Dada, I want long hair. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, your hair is getting longer. You'll be able to braid it soon enough. So I see, I go down the aisle. They have an Elsa dress. And for those of you who don't know who Elsa is, that's the Snow Queen. Trust me. <laughs> Anna is the sister with the red hair that wants to get married. So um, they have the dress. It was actually really cheap. It's an official Disney dress. It was like 25 bucks. That's okay, great. They had the wig. Perfect. Wig was like 10 bucks. Awesome. So There's your braid. There it was it. Perfect. And then I even went to as far as getting her the Olaf uh, snowman head trick-or-treat bucket. <laughs> because, you know, there's nothing in Olaf's head except for candy. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. Yeah, cha-ching. I know. Dizzy, just here, let me just give you my account number yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. just anything that comes up for Frozen, just, just, just. Shut bill, up and take just my money. Bill, bill me. And that's not even shut up. Hi, I'm Fry, Philip J. Fry, take yes, my exactly, money. Exactly. It's Sadie asking for this. Yeah, so, yeah. so she doesn't know about this. Meanwhile, Melissa is like, great, 
first off, she's like in tears. I can't believe doing this. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. And then, like all of a sudden, reality sets in. I'm gonna have to be Anna. <laughs> so she. The things we do for love. I, I I know. So, but. And I'll get to this part. This is great because I stood you're, my ground. You're going to be a meme. You realize this. Yeah. You're going to be the good dad meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you see it every right, comic yeah. I, I'm already <laughs> expecting to see myself like on Dilfs of Disneyland on, on Instagram. So what happened was is that. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Melissa basically cosplayed the outfit. She made the outfit. She, she you know went to a thrift store. It was great. She got everything. She painted the pattern on the front and everything. She's so concerned that, oh, it's got to look exactly correct. Like, no, no, no. You, you got it. You're 80%. Leave it. You're fine. So we have little, we have little Elsa and, and, and little, and, and big Anna. And then, of course, Melissa's just like, well, you know what that means, right? You're going to have to be... No, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I'm going to be the Cemetery Grandscape from Haunted Mansion. Because the last couple of years, we basically dressed up as all Haunted Mansion characters. <laughs> I was the Graves Groundskeeper with the Atlanta. Melissa was the bride with the heart. Not this new Constance bride. And then um, Sadie was the dog. Was my little skinny puppy for two years, um, except she was a p- pink poodle wearing a skeleton <laughs> outfit. Yeah, it was it was quite funny. So, but yeah, Frozen won out this year, but I stood my Qu- ground. Court, so, of fa- court of family values. Yes, exactly. Mansion <laughs> comes first, unless Sadie wants Frozen. So we get to the park. We go to, and of course, Sadie's reveling in it because everybody's like, "Oh, Queen Queen Elsa," and she's just like, "Yep, yeah, I'm three years old. I know it. I'm Elsa. Back off." So, it's about eight thirty. Oh no, I take that back. It's about it's about nine o'clock, nine fifteen, and they're going to do the special fireworks show that they only do during Mickey's Halloween. Mike you can't see it. Only the other. They did it once for the public, and that was it. And now you have to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool. It's um like Oogie Boogie on the Moon, and you know he's talking about all these he, some thing that he talks about that segues into each one of the creepy songs and there's you know the ursula sings her song and then at the end it's like a five piece boy band singing mm-hmm. grim grinning ghosts which you know just kill me now right. but are they doing this out out in the bay by the by the no it's oh. not where phantasma it's over the castle oh okay, okay so i'm like and sadie saw it last year but you know that was she was two now she's three she kind of gets what's going on now so i'm like what's just like hang around let's do some trick-or-treat stations here we'll hang around the hub you know and we'll see this show and she's just like and this is the part that i was trying to get to she's like no mm-mm, no we're seeing jack right now we're going we're gonna go see jack right now we're going haunted mansion no trick-or-treat no candy no fireworks no 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 but this is the only time you can see it. no haunted mansion now Ow. and i'm like Okay, and Melissa's hysterical because she's just like, "You created this," and I'm like, "No, no, I actually didn't." Because what's funny is, is like, you know, people like, you know, oh, you're going to Disneyland again today? So that's great. What's your favorite ride? Haunted Mansion, and it's just like she's like, like, oh, you just you like that because Daddy likes it. No, I like Haunted Mansion, Daddy. Whatever with Daddy. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's basically it. So it was like, oh my god. So no, she she gets it. She knows what's going on. So you starting that you'll find. Uh, mine's fifteen now, and then I've okay. gone through all those phases and all of this and all of that, and and you you're gonna find that as your kids get older, then they start having their own opinions and their own mm-hmm. their own personality and their mm-hmm. own sense of humor and their mm-hmm. own everything. And they, they latch onto those things just like we did, and, yeah. and it's really it's really kind of cool, and and yeah yeah I love I love you know having having a fifteen year old son who's not your typical jerko teenager. That's and, how it is with Sadie yeah, too. Yeah, Sadie's yeah. like not your little temper tantrum little kid, and we gotta just be like thank you know thank whatever that we didn't get like a mind mind. Well, she is getting into that phase now where we go out and she's like I want a toy, and it's like no you've got so much already, and then you kind of like oh distraction, and she forgets about the toy. Right, but right. but she doesn't really get temper tantrums. That's good. She goes to bed at like eight o'clock with yeah, no problem. Trevor, Trevor is always the same way. You know, yeah, he just didn't. He just kind of bypassed that whole thing, yeah, I and mean, obviously had a few meltdown moments here and there. But for the most right, part, he just kind of bypassed that whole. And thing. she's very very even tempered, and she knows what she likes, and she definitely does have her own 
personality and knows exactly what she likes. And well, hopefully that means that, you know, it's going to go out into the world and, and be a good person and make the world yeah. a better place. Either yeah. that or they're going to become a serial killer and walk into a mall and exactly. move 100 people down. So. Exactly. You're Positivity. Yeah. So... Well, we're about an hour. Um, awesome. Uh, what's uh, where can people find you? Obviously, uh, you can uh, find me on Face Place or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can actually you can find me on Facebook if you just type in. Um, God, what is it? It's just I don't know. Facebook.com. Noah Corda. Um, if you look up the art of Noah K through Facebook, you can find me on that. Are you on Twitter at all? I am on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm under Bats Day. Um, I'm also on Instagram. That The Instagram account is, well, here, let's just do the laundry list of everything. Okay, so for Facebook, you can find me under my name, or you can find me under uh, Bats Day in the Fun Park, which is the like page. Um, you can also find the Art of Noah K as my art page, you know, that's dev- my like page is devoted to art. You can also find the Gallery 999. So it's, I guess, like Facebook.com slash the Gallery 999. Um, and then for Twitter, it's the same thing. It's Gallery 999. And then Bats Day. Um, and then for Instagram, it's the Gallery 999. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, it's easier. Just go to BatsDay.net. I revamped the site. I've been hearing pra- thanks. Yeah. I've been hearing praises left and right. They're like, oh it's my easier, god, it's easier to I can navigate, I yeah. can find things. Yeah. It's so funny. I keep trying to tell people, no, tell me something bad about it. Tell me something bad about it, so that way I can fix. And nobody's can tell me anything yeah. about it. Yeah. So if you go to batstay.net and you go to the upper right hand corner, you will see a bunch of like little icons, like Facebook and. Instagram that and Twitter. That's going to give you everything. Cool. That's, that's going to give you everything. Cool. So, right. Well, thanks for coming. I really Thank you. appreciate you talking. It's fun. And, uh, it's awesome. You can uh, like us on Facebook as well, uh, Something2XP. Or uh, please follow us on Twitter, Something2XP on Twitter. And uh, please remember, please be kind. The Something Something Experience podcast was conceived and produced by Ash Jones and Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us online as Something2XP on iTunes, WordPress, and YouTube. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can also reach us at Something2XP at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind. 